The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Good morning. It's Nicholas Barrett. We're going out live, live literally all over the world, about 50 countries that I read out. I just want to welcome you wherever you're tuning in. And we have the commonality that none of us have been here in this moment before, and our potential is all ahead of us. We have a title that I've really been praying and I'm excited over presenting this morning, Finding Your Value in a Modern Day World. It concerns all of us. But first, something really is on my heart to present before we get into that. This is a little bonus, if you like. There is death and life in the power of the tongue. And the words we focus on, whether it's our inner voice, whether it's the words around us, or things we're assimilating can really determine our day. And I have a little story here that just, it's a fun story that can help just elucidate it. It's about a group of frogs who are in a wood and two of them fell down a deep pit. The other frogs gathered around the pit to see what they could do to help. When they saw the, how deep the pit was, they all agreed between them that it was a hopeless situation and the two, the two frogs in that pit would prepare themselves to die because there was no way they could possibly get out of the pit. So unwilling to accept this faith, the two frogs kept jumping. They jumped with all their might. Some of the other frogs shouted that it was hopeless and they would be in a situation that they had to be really careful. Other frogs shouted that save their energy and give up since they were as good as dead. The two frogs continued jumping until they became very weary. Finally, one of the frogs listened to the other frogs. He was so exhausted that he lay down and died. The other frog continued to jump as hard as he could, even though he went through pain and he was exhausted. His fellow frogs kept yelling at him to accept his faith, to put an end to the pain, and just to lay down and die. The frog jumped harder and harder, and finally jumped so high that he sprang out of the pit. Amazed, the other frog celebrated his freedom and gathered around him. They asked him this question, why did you carry on jumping when we told you this was impossible? So the astonished frog gave them a look and he said, he said to them that he was actually deaf, he explained to them. And when he saw their gestures and shouting, all he could see was gestures and shouting, he thought they were cheering him on and encouraging him. So what he'd seen as encouragement inspired him to try harder to succeed against all odds. And why I'm putting this in is what are you listening to this morning? All of us are in a circumstance. We either have health issues, financial or emotional. We could be going through a marriage. We could be going through a financial crisis, maybe a business we started, maybe a business we've been in for many years is losing money. 
maybe having real problems with our health. What you are listening into at the moment will determine your future, will determine your results. So very often, this is why I wanted to start with this, very often what we look at is what will eventually mirror in our results. So it's very important our current focus will determine our future destination. So be cautious. Listen to not your inner voice because sometimes that's the enemy that continues to have a habit of bringing us down because it knows how we are. It knows where our individual weak points are. We all have areas that we are challenged in on a consistent basis and it's different for every individual. So my heart really is, before we get on with the show, is just whatever you're listening to, be mindful to listen to things that will give you the outcome that you want. You want to be mindful that you're thinking and surrounding yourselves with people or with podcasts or with media, things that are feeding you, not things that are draining you. So this message definitely was put out for somebody. It's been on my heart. But the message today is finding your value in a modern day world. We're very advanced technologically, medically, but in many ways, we're in a, in a place of crisis over our, our own personal value and our own personal place and being. You know, I'd been on a quest seeking value from sources outside of myself for many, for many years so I could be thought of as whole and accepted on the inside. I'd accepted the societal illusion that the smarter I was, the harder I worked, the more digits I had in my bank account, the greater my self-worth and value would be. So I focused on a journey of feeding my inner being with extrinsic mists. I was looking to add something from the outside, thinking I'd satiate a deep hunger on my inside. So I believe we're all walking on a path to find greater purpose and meaning and self-worth to ourselves, the purpose of our life. As they say, what purpose is there to a life with no purpose? So we're all on that path. We're trying to find meaning, purpose, and worth. So the solution for purpose and meaning for our individual lives is not found in our personal achievements. It's not found in fame or acclaim or fortune. Because if this were the case, from the beginning of time, people have achieved all of this. They've attained great wealth, great fame, but ended up more needy than they were before. So this search can only be resolved when a person is willing to open the depths of their soul. The answer has been existence all along since the beginning of time. We must swim beyond the shoreline plunge deep within ourselves and search patiently, diligently until this answer emerges. The person who thinks it's being married or having children, owning a home, having an investment portfolio, driving a certain brand of car or a promotion will live a sad and unfulfilled life. The answer is in God, the one from the beginning created everything, the Alpha, the Omega, the living water, labels that we in our technological world would call transformative labels. So in other words, we're required to make a change of focus for a change of purpose and fulfillment. When we change our focus, the things we see change, so the things that we then need and require change. Is this possible, you know, you may be asking in our innate human nature? Well, what we do know is, is evidenced by a present-day world. The external realms of money, prestige, education, or anything that we can attach to ourselves can only offer an illusion and at best some temporal solution. 
It's the inner being that brings lasting change and endures regardless of what's on the outside. The inner being, it craves meaning and purpose. But where do we find this meaning and what is our purpose? A life spent on the surface will never answer these questions or satisfy the needs to challenge us to seek them. It's a cultural myth, and I used to live in that, that technology helps us find answers, you know, science and technology. But if this were the case, the soul's questions should have been addressed. Today, we've attempted to even outsmart our own ecosystems, manipulating soil to produce rain-like effects, creating penguin robots that walk the ocean floors. Yet the question of inner being has only grown more urgent. With all this knowledge, you and I know less about the purpose of life than our ancestors did. We live in the age of computers, sophisticated learning. Over the past generations, this has created our cerebral cortex to develop significantly. This is our cognitive mind, far surpassing the minds of the, of the past. So our abilities with this cortex has created an ability not to feel connected to others and We've become isolated in our human life. We've become really strangers on the planet. So we're technologically advanced but societally challenged because we're isolated and not living in community as God designed us to. All of our smarts has made us, have made us isolated strangers. You are made perfectly with your own plan and purpose, with everything you need mapped out and available to you to complete your life successfully. You may see yourself in a different way because societal patterns encourage you to view yourself through labels through what we've been discussing these can include successful unsuccessful rich poor slim overweight accepted or not accepted judged by the job label you do so when you're bound by these norms you're really a spectator in life waiting for some new solution to bring you what you need the truth is when you live in truth life life froze with revelation flows smoothly with purpose. You stop striving and struggling to get the things you need. You see more of what is already great and all around you. You connect to your plan and purpose and you find really that the answers have already been revealed. Nothing is, is new under the sun. All the answers have been revealed for our self-worth. It's about connecting to the plan and purpose we have, which is valuable. We're beginning to come to the end of the segment, and we're going to talk about when we get back, how did our value become crushed? We're born, as we know, in God's likeness. So we're born full of value. But how is it that when we get to a certain place in life, we've achieved certain things and we feel even less valuable? It's because we've moved away from our master plan, which is his plan, to our societally conditioned mind, our societally conditioned plan. So we're going to look at how this started. We're going to look at also how we're going to break that down. We're going on a journey, and I'm excited to bring this. We're about to take a break, and I will see you in the next segment. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome to the second segment. Um, it's great to have you all back. We talked, I'm just going to recap on the first half in case some viewers have missed it. We talked about how we've, we're a society that's technologically advanced, we're computerly advanced, we've invented all kinds of things. But because of this, we've actually moved away from the way we were created. And it created a, a, a deep void in our value, in our perspective, and also what we view as valuable. That's because we've been societally conditioned in our mind so we're going to go on in the second segment just to continue to find out how, how our value has been crushed. How is it being crushed? And I'm going to refer to Luke 12, 6. Our five sparrows sold for two pennies, and not one of them is forgotten by God. Why even the hairs of your head are all numbered? Fear not, you are more valuable than sparrows. In simple terms, it comes down to living a life in separation in our individualistic ego state, or a life connected to your path, connected to God. The former is bent on struggle and isolation because we're trying to get, we're trying to conquer, we're trying to achieve, to struggle for our purpose and value. The latter is one of purpose, meaning, and surety because if I'm putting my value in God who created me and he has the master plan and I'm trusting in that master plan, I am sure that I'm going to go through a journey. Yes, it's going to be there's going to be struggles, we're promised this, but at the end of the day, I'm on a purpose that I'm fulfilling and I'm reaching my destination with the goal, uh, with, the, with the medal, with the target. It's like doing a marathon. Well, you know you're going to pass through many miles. Some of those miles are going to test you. You'll feel like giving up on some of them, but you know the end, the finish line has already been mapped out. That's 26.2. You have the ability to choose a life of separation and struggle, which is the one of struggling to find value, or one that's unified with your creator and your plan. We're sensory, but the human beings are sensory people. We have the five senses. We smell, we hear, we feel, we see. So this unity intertwines these modes into a single manifestation. One doesn't take away from another because they all coexist, all coexist in unity. 
So how, how does our self-worth get crushed? Let's explore this further. From the moment we're born, our experiences create an imprint. From the moment we actually leave the womb, we begin listening to the atmosphere around us, to words of our parents, our classmates, our media. Too often, they offer us disappointments. They offer us heartbreaks, letdowns, which we then edit, and we interpret those into our own perceptions. Each individual, their perceptions are a sum total of what they've passed. Just like a white shirt, when it goes through through a day in a city, it's come through an atmosphere, and of course, that's made the color tarnished. It's made it black and soiled. So our lives all have this this imprint on us. Nothing, no word, nothing we hear or experience ever goes missing. It's like when we're running this and recording this podcast, all of it'll eventually go to podcast. All of these things are being recorded. So this often translates just living our lives in the present, but mirroring our past which then becomes our bondage, becomes our mind jail, holds us restricted because what we've come through, very often we've had all this negative that piles up. And this is what I call the human mind TiVo, where the prison of destructive thinking lies. It's akin to a movie playing constantly in the background in our mind. We've constantly got this film playing over and over and over again. So with 60,000 human thoughts a day approximately, 90% of these thoughts are repeated with 85% being negative. I call those automatic negative thinking. Hence, I've mentioned this in a series before. We're really in big trouble unless we can be aware of this and nearly nail this down. So in Joel, it says, how are we going to pay back? How are we going to get back these years? In other words, I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. Repay you for the, what does this really mean? How are we going to apply this into our life? We can't bring back the past, but we can restore uh, for the future. So what it really means is I will compensate you or make amends for what you've lost in the foregoing years. In other words, the years in the past by an extraordinary or plenty that is available from the second of your life going forward. So the potential is always going forward. I will compensate you with extraordinary abilities, with abundance, because going forward, God being restorative, right, doesn't go back, but restores going forward. So this will make up for what you've lost in the foregoing years. It's like if you lose $10 and we go through a period of life and all of a sudden somebody gives you $20 back, well, the $10 you lost is still gone, but you've been replenished with 20 So circumstances that have tinged your heart did not come in one season, but multiple years. Whatever your past, you have a God of the future, regardless of your past. It's way greater than your past. So none of the former grace of his future glory will be taken away from you. So in other words, we're focused all the potentials moving forward. We have to let go of the rear view mirror to begin to repair ourselves and begin again to, to find value to ourselves. And in real terms, in, in 2 Corinthians, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness so that the power that I have from God will rest in me. So what this really translates to is this actually is the fourth year anniversary of my mother passing away in my arms in a hospital in London. I, I'm just mentioning that. And it reminded me of 
how this translates is God's favor is enough for you because when our knees, and I'm speaking here really from the heart, when our knees hit the ground, our heart and our abilities and our resources can then touch heaven. So when we focus on an above provision, the provision of heaven can supply us on our horizontal walk, right at our feet where we stand. So we must really remember it's not about us being stronger. It's about us allowing a power that's greater than us to intercede and move forward. Just like the, again, the GPS on or a radar on a, a plane, air traffic control. That radar is guiding sometimes 400 people through fog. The plane can't see, the pilot can't see, but the guidance is so accurate and so effective that they're relying and they're putting their lives on that guidance. So the pilot's putting 400 lives very often if it's completely dense fog, knowing that the surety of that radar is powerful, more powerful than the plane, more powerful than the people on it because they're putting everything they have based upon the the abilities of that air traffic control based upon that radar. So it's really about shifting perspective and mindset and getting a better life. And this is coming from the heart. And I know that it's going to really help you. So the noise of our mind and society and all these influences keep us behind, keeps us behind a veal. This prevents you from seeing your true value. You need to lift that veal to reveal the real you. The low self-worth we have is a result of the lie that we've been deceived to accept as being our truth. Because whatever we accept as being true, even though it may not be, that is what, what is real to us. We all have our individual truth. We don't need to continue in this societally conditioned mind. That's what I call it with all these things that have influenced us. The devil's a liar. So how do I bring to you today a word that will help you? Firstly, I've got to elucidate on two fronts. First, I must inspire you that there really is an answer, a master plan and purpose for your life personally. Secondly, I must ignite you to feel a passion and motivation required to live that purpose. This isn't something you can put on hold until you find the right time. You had this plan and purpose from the moment you were born, and you've been ready to discover this the journey was planned since you were, since you were born. So it's always been ready. But sadly, most of us dismiss hundreds of experiences that it could have made this transformation or alignment. I like to call transformation alignment because it means getting back to how you are, were a reality. If it weren't for the enormous effort we put into denial, sometimes repression and doubt and our, our own abilities, just we try and control more. We think we have to be more aggressive or better or have more of this or more of that. Each life would be a constant revelation. So very often we don't see the place we can be going because we're so concerned with the place that we're at or the place we were before. Some of us are in a 2010 model of thinking because we're held in this held in this in this jail in this bondage so ultimately the defining point to discovering the real value the real you is believing your life is worth exploring with passion and conviction we need passion and conviction to keep exploring it you know i don't expect to change human nature with this episode though i do hope to uplift the consciousness of those of you who may be listening showing why many think the way we do you know, these revelations changed my own life into something way bigger as my daily life became refreshed, light and joyous, one that looks forward to each new day with a zest as opposed to the struggle I used to feel.
you know, I've been through all these areas. That's why I've been through the valley. And I do stress with God, it's going through the valley. There is a purpose for the pain. In other words, purpose requires pain because if we're in a storm and we don't see a reason for being in that storm or we don't see the glory or something great or the sunshine coming out of the clouds, then there really is no purpose. So I want the best for your life, as I'm certain you do. So my hope is that you'd be restored to go deeper into unraveling yourself, taking steps towards a new way of living. You know, we only have this day, so why not mark this as the beginning of the rest of your life? Why not live a life that frees you from labels and the bondage of self-imposed limitations of suffering? So it's about really connecting. And as I say, Luke reminds us here... Who of you, by worrying, can add a single day or hour to your life? Would one person to another person of their own moment of need? So who of you can add a single person? So by taking the focus off us and being on your master plan, very often we are there connected really to the purpose we're in. We're connected in community. And I call this the 80-20 rule. So if you're serving and you make your life about other people, 80% of the time, you'll be achieving a more happy, successful life. So in the second segment, we're going to talk about how we can increase our value. We have this journey. Okay, we've spoken about how we've gotten into this situation, how we may be feeling, how our mind sometimes channels us and continues to keep us in this circle. It holds us in a pattern because all of us are secular in our habits. We know we get up at the same time, we eat at the same time, we even have the same thoughts regarding to certain things in our life. Negativity will come, but it'll also impact marriages, impact businesses, impact your children, impact your day, impact your future. So we need to increase our value. You can have a life that God uniquely made for you. You can have roads in your wilderness and rivers in your desert. So roads go up, and rivers come down. Roads go up to provision, and rivers flow and bring you provision. And the only way we can really have a full life is by changing the paradigms of what have kept have kept us societally conditioned. About becoming aware of the certain areas that we continually have challenges with our self-worth in or our value or our purpose in, and then gradually conquering them. We need to replace negative thoughts with positive. We need to do things that will encourage that. So I'm looking forward to the third segment. We're going to really attack this and full front, and we're going to end up landing the plane on this journey. And have a good break, and I'll speak to you in the next segment. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Are you happy in your life? Or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Hello again. Welcome to the third segment uh, I'm going to recap what we did in the, in the first segment. We talked about how society has got us to a place of seeking certain things outside of ourselves to increase ourselves inside. We, we looked at that. We broke that down. And in the second segment, we talked about how our self-worth got crushed. How did we get to a place of, of feeling the way we do today? And in the third segment, we look at how do we increase our value? How do we increase our value? And as I spoke again about provision, we need to look at provision from above to fill our road horizontally. So in other words, we're walking horizontally, but we're being provided for from above. So rivers always flow, roads always go up and rivers always flow down. So the idea of this is the river is flowing down from heaven for provision and the road is going up to take you there. So In Matthew, it it tells us, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. So we first need to remember that the world has got us to feel the way that we're feeling today. The way that we feel today has been a, a sum total of what we've been through and we've been focused on. So we need to make a plan to combat, to combat what has happened to create this. This places an emphasis, the world places an emphasis really on the building of self as being the ultimate of all existence. So the idea is to build yourself up stronger and to become more valuable. And what that does, of course, is that alienates us, it puts us in an egotistic mind, and of course it's like drinking the salt water. The more we do of that, the less satiated we become. So we're in a paradigm that being strong and independent, independent is healthy. How very wrong we are with this. It's this independence that feeds and drives the ego to draw comparisons, to compete and to strive against others, which will never be somewhere that we can get true value because there will always be something we see that we don't have, something we perceive as being more or something we perceive as having more acclaim or as being greater because these things change. We're depending upon a flux. Even if we're an Oscar-winning actor, next year we may not be an Oscar-winning actor. So we're depending on something. We want temporal, in other words, we want a permanent solution, permanent value, and we're seeking temporal things. And you and I know if something is temporal, it can only give me value for a short time. It's short-lived. It's, it's very, very short-lived. It's like a vapor. You see it one minute and you don't see it again. 
So this focus on, on self-focus, it leads us to feelings really of disappointment. And that's where self-worth is born. Because when we're disappointed, very often we look at something we haven't done or something we haven't fulfilled or an assignment we haven't done. And this very issue really is looking at other people and looking at other things around us, which, which is moving away from our master plan. Our master plan says, do not look at others, do not judge others. We may have a, a stick in our eye and we're looking at the log in someone else's. So very often we need to get really aligned. We need to be in this world, but not of the world. It's the thinking of this world that has brought us, remember, all of these things, all of these strivings, all of these, shall we say, wars, anger, very often that's created from the disappointment of separation because we were, if we were not separated, we'd be in love, we'd be in our master plan, and we'd be fulfilling all of the things. Things would actually be flowing. The river would be flowing. The, our road would be going up. In other words, we would be going on our journey of life, and the river of provision would be flowing down to fulfill that. But when we go off track, very simply, we're not getting fed from the right places because we're trying to get all of this stuff from our own interpretation, which is a worldly interpretation. It's, it's not the one we were born with. It's the one we have been led to believe as the one. So when we boast of works uh, and of achievements, all of these things, to say, they're fleeting. There was a, an NFL player, a National Football League player, American football player, and when he won the Super Bowl, he bought himself a Lamborghini, and he was suicidal that night. He said he'd never realized he dreamt all his life as a young boy that this was the ultimate but then he realized he felt more isolated and more helpless so nothing outside of ourselves we can list a lot of well-known celebrities that have ended their life in the last two or three years if it was by all of these things you know houses acclaim none of this is it's all immaterial because what is the value of something the value of something is its perceived worth whether it's a a coin that you collect, whether it's furniture, whether it's a piece of art, it's really dependent upon what somebody is going to pay. What is somebody going to pay for it? So, of course, that's transient. It may be worth a dollar to somebody and $10,000 to somebody else for the simple reason, their perception of what it's worth. If a leather jacket is $5,000 at a store and you can buy one down the road for 100 I mean, the, it's the perception of the label, of what that does for you. All of this stuff, as I say, you wear it two or three times, it's another old creased up jacket. There is no value. We can't put our value in things thieves can steal and moths can destroy. We have to put our value on eternal value. And what that really means is focusing on your master plan, the one purposely made for you. But that will bring you joy because when you're walking in alignment, the river of provision will flow down and you'll be walking on your road. So very simply, we can't base it upon money. We can't base it upon money or achieving more or doing more to build our self-worth. So Ephesians 2 actually tells us not by works so that no one can boast. So it's by grace, by the grace of God. So boasting of works is all of these accolades, um, you know, academic achievements, financial achievements, looking a certain way, living in a certain house. It really is, it's, this is something we shouldn't worry ourselves about because it's got us into the predicament. And as the Bible said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my spirit or yoke upon you and learn of me. 
I am meek and lowly in heart, yet I find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. We shouldn't really be worried about striving and struggling. We should be worried really about connecting and focusing on what we need to do. It really translates to giving up one's own ways, the ways of the world, and taking on humility, humility to serve others. This takes humility because very often we, we learn that being a, serving is lowly. Serving is lower than us. Well, well, God actually served us, went out to heal, went out to, to preach, went out also to encourage. But very often, it's when you are serving others that you are rewarded gratefully. And I made this change. Ten years ago, when I went into ministry, I took the focus off myself, which has only brought me destruction. Yes, it may have brought me some of these things where we were discussing, maybe a lot of those things, but that was not the answer. In the last 10 years, since losing, as you know, mother and father tragically and the business fell off because I left, shall we say, business as it were in terms of just making money, in terms of fulfilling God's purpose, when that flows in, all of this outside stuff no longer matters. When you're living to add to yourself, you're in a constant, say, in a constant state of lack and a constant state of thirst. It's this comparison to others. And I believe you never see a person who's on purpose, one of building others to actually lack or have feelings of low self-worth or value in themselves. So in short, people who consider the interests of others are more likely to feel loved and accepted and therefore feel good about themselves. Therefore feel good about themselves. And as I say again, this is the 80-20 rule. I'll mention this again. It's those who make it a priority to help others feel better 80% of the time. And I believe maybe the reason that serving others makes us feel good about ourselves is because we feel more accurately, we're more accurately reflecting the image and character that God created in us when we do so. So we're living out of alignment. So it's really out of loving God first that we can develop this love for others. So the Bible promotes the love of God as being fundamental as a basis for loving others because very often if we love people the way we love ourselves, if we're not loving and we have a low self-worth and we're disappointed in ourselves like many of us are, how can we love others? There is no overflow. So when we know we're loved by God and we love him, it's out of the overflow that creates the capacity to love on others in a healthy way. It could be in challenges we have with families. Maybe we're, we're going to call a truce where there's been an argument or a rift in a family. It's having a healthy God love because human love, as we know, is mixed with self-love. And more often than not, it comes in the agenda of getting. When I put an agenda of getting, it, it's not really pure. It's about getting someone to do something for me or getting someone to accept me, whereby God's love is self-giving. And there'll always remain a fine belay between our spirit and our carnal. So between our humanity and the way we were made, there'll always be a, a fine belay. And the only way really we can bridge that gap, in other words, narrow it down, is through a personal relationship with God. How do you do it, God? How, how do you do it, Lord? Which is the way? So this is where the pendulum of a healthy or unhealthy self-esteem rests. Well, we can have a high self-esteem that's not God-sourced. But it's in a world of achievements, titles, money, and credits, and what we have. Or one that knows it's founded in him. In other words, it's founded in our likeness and image. He wants us to have high self-esteem. But when we create it for ourselves, it's this tarnished self-esteem. 
So I honestly, and I want to clear this up, the idea that Christians need to walk around with their heads bent and holes in their shoes is one often, often that we've been accepted and deceived into accepting. We must be careful that we don't try to buy the humanistic psychology of selfism, the seeking of acceptance and reaching our human idea of goals, which brings, as I say, the competition and the adding of more. But instead, know that we're created in his image and likeness, and we have all that we need, and we can be wealthy in what we do. And I believe that by really taking that self-focus away, it takes the burden because we're not doomed to fail. We're doomed to actually achieve our plan. There is no limitation on our, our master plan. We're doomed to fail if it's all about titles because we can never control the ebbs and flows of life. We can never ever have everything running, all these ducks in order. So it's about connecting to limitless resources and rather than being stuck in limitation, which is adding. So it's all really about perspective. It's all about perspective. It's about perspective and about changing the things you see so that you can have the things that you want in a, in a far different way. So we're going to go to another break and we're going to talk about what are our takeouts from this. We, we've heard a lot and just going to close on this in Philippians. Let, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look not only for his own interests, but for the interests of others. So never underestimate the good of doing others. It could be good to doing, just encouraging people with your words, not just with finances, doing an errand for somebody, encouraging people in your family, an elderly person, maybe a child who's going through a problem. Giving of self will always bring you back way more than trying to get. We're about to go on to another break and look forward to seeing you for the fourth segment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. TRN. 
You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome to the fourth and final segment. As I always like to say at this time, it's not the final because the final always starts the beginning of the next first. So it's we've been on a journey. We've been through how in our modern society we try and add. We've been through how our self-esteem has been crushed. And we've also talked a bit about how we create value. It's about having really our self-esteem sourced in God. It's fine to have wealth and riches, but if it's not about adding, it's about giving back. So it's about building. We need to build, actually build others so we get back for ourselves. So this is what we've really got to take out from this. It's not a striving because that only brings us the hardship of failure and disappointment because we, it always outreaches us. Just, this is just recapping the, the three segments. So what are our takeouts? With this show, ideally, I'd like you to go somewhere with it. What are our takeouts? We've heard a lot. I've spoken a lot about different areas. What are you going to take away from this? And I think the first, the most important thing is to know what God thinks of you. It's not about flux. It's not about the media, about your family, about others, because they're changing all the time. Things are fickle. Uh, they, come one, they go into modes, into fashions, in and out. Jobs are fickle. It's the duplicity of humanity. It's, it's fickle. I don't mean this disrespectfully. I mean this learnedly. You cannot really live a life to please others or to seek to be accepted or approved as how you depend on humans with their changing and wavering flux, as we talked about, or the way they think, change their minds sometimes suddenly and often waver on how they choose to lead their lives. God proved how valuable you are by sending his son to die for you. Your primary goal really should be to manifest your unique master plan for your life, one that brings the stream of supply, but will also take you on the road and live it in a way that's pleasing to him. It should be the end result that you're focused on. How is my life going to end on mile 26.2? It's pre-mapped and pre-ordained, but of course, as we know about the, the walk to the promised land that took 40 years when it should have taken 11 days, sometimes through doing things our own way, it takes us off track. Not just disobedience, but just trying to sort things out for ourselves and our stubbornness. Our habits are that create us to be stubborn. We think we can do it our own way and we try and influence and change people and things around us only to have problems in our marriages, problems with our children, problems in our relationships because winning becomes important. When we're self-focused to build our self-worth, the reason why winning is important, if we happen not to prove a point or not to win an argument, straight away our value because it's teetering on these changing fluxes, our value is all of a sudden taken away from us. This is why we have to be whole and complete to continue this journey, really be influencing people around us. So when, you know, when we're sourced in God and we know that he loves and cares for us, we have a, a value and a surety about us that doesn't depend on winning arguments or, because this will only tear marriages down, break relationships down, break your children's hearts tear up your business because really it will not bring the teamsmanship and the community that we're required to live in. So that's the ego of trying to build worth. So we need to really, that's our first takeout. 
It's not what other people think or what the bank thinks of me or anybody else because I can't control that. It's ultimately what God thinks of me. So that's the most important takeout. Number two is care for others, but also care for yourself. You know, we can fall into the deception that caring for others at the expense of our own health gains us favor with God. This is untrue because it is also untrue that God condones covering up for others when they're making poor choices or submitting to someone in authority when they're asked you to do something that's wrong rather than asking, am I accepted to do things? We must learn to take care of ourselves. In other words, to be whole and complete ourselves so we can be recharged and go out and help others. It doesn't mean running ragged and doing errands necessarily for people that don't appreciate it. Do not go where you're tolerated, go where you're loved. So it doesn't mean putting, leaving yourself in a relationship that's detrimental or going somewhere where you're treated badly or not appreciated. Use your time wisely. So we need to be caring for others, but at the same time also careful for ourselves. We need to really build our self-worth, but also take time out. Take time out to recharge, whether it's listening to sermons, podcasts, music, going for a walk, refueling. Be wise with what you do with your time. Be wise also in discerning with the people you help. It doesn't mean throwing yourself out there and helping at, every, at everything, at every beck and call. That is not what we're called to do. We're called to be effective, yes, but not to be destructive to ourselves. Because ultimately, if we're overtired and running ragged, we're not really helping anybody. We're not helping ourselves or helping the people around us. So we need to be wise with the stewardship of time. Because every day, it's all about time. Wise with our stewardship of time. And three, we can do all things through God who strengthens you. And I talked about this, even at, at times when it appears you're meeting resistance on the outside, this could be from many sources. This could be from your spouse, your children, a person at work. Uh, you know, you may feel intimidated or even disliked. It's important to remember that God felt, Jesus felt adversity and even hatred at many times. But because he knew that God's love was unchanging and unwavering, and his value for him stood, he stood firm on the outside regardless of what's on the inside. So we need to really, regardless of what's going on on the outside, changes of fluxes, we need to have a constant about us. We need to have a constant about our purpose, a constant about our value, and we need to create that. We need to create that through rehoning our mind, rehoning our heart, and rehoning our actions. So we need to really create that constant, regardless of what I'm experiencing. Very often, sometimes we do things based upon what other people, if, if other people are appreciative or accepting. But I would say just do the stuff anyway. It's not really going to take away from you talking about caring for others. But do not repeatedly do it, but do it on a, on a basis that you are putting other people first, that you're caring for others. It's important to remember that nothing can change your value in front of God. You know, God notices everything, every detail about you and still loves you yesterday, today, and forevermore. So it's not about gaining something or accepting, being more accepted. It's about really continuing and moving forward in, in your true alignment, in your true, true way of thinking. Things are valuable. And as I say again, 
we mustn't put an outside value on something. It's really our, our continuous line of walking, our continuous line of being discerning that will bring you complete value. So it's really how much do you think, how much do you think you're worth that's going to determine where you're going to go. So in closing, I would focus on your maker. I would focus on being unique yourself. I would explore more of your unique talents, more of unique abilities, more of things that you have done in the past that have brought you success, things in the past that have brought you reward because success isn't necessarily a reward. We need to focus on what has brought us reward and joy, accomplishment. All of those things need to be made aware. So I would write a list of things, things that you've been good at, things that you've excelled at, because very often the things we've excelled at and the things that we've been good at are things we've been purposed for. So this again, in closing, will go out there. The things you are often joyous about doing, do those more. The things that you've been rewarded by, the things that come easy to you, the things you haven't had to struggle into, the things that are on your heart on a daily basis. It could be helping animals in plight. It could be helping children of abuse. It could be helping people in addiction. You can take it everywhere. So when we remove self, which is limiting, we need to focus on universal you are limitless, and just remember your value is in things money cannot buy and death cannot steal. And that really is my closing, things that money cannot buy and death cannot steal. Anyway, I love you very much. It's been great spending. I'm so grateful for the time we've spent together. I hope you've had something out of this and really have a great week. Go and be the person that you're intended to be. You are valuable. And your worth can never be taken away. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Reverend Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.